infinitely more important to showcase your school and engage with your community. Um, but there are, of course, challenges with that at the moment as well. So I'm going to look at some ways in which you can use video during these times, some of the opportunities that come with the, um, the limitations that we have at the moment. But firstly, I want to do a little bit of a poll. I always like to know who I'm talking to. So, Sheila, if you wouldn't mind popping up that first poll um, in terms of what department you're working in. Thank you. Thank So if you tick the box, I think you can only tick one box of that one today, but um, let us yeah. know. All right, done. I'm going to end now. Share results. Can you see those results, yeah. Jeff? Okay, we've, we've got a, um, a bit of a mixed bunch. The majority, the, or most, there's a lot of people in uh, marketing and comms, a few in alumni, a few in enrollments, uh, a couple in fundraising, and a couple in all of the above, and uh, one in none of the above, so welcome. Um, all of the above people, I, I feel for you, I, I think you're always um, charged with doing everything and having the least amount of budget to get it done by. Uh, so you probably need to rely on uh, outside suppliers to help you get you know, work done, but you're always under the pump. So thanks for coming along. Hopefully uh, you might get some good insights from today. Uh, marketing comms, I'm talking with you people a lot. But I'm also going to be talking to alumni and enrolments and fundraising today as well, uh, because what we're talking about is video, it is a tool, and it's a way to engage with people. But now that I know a little bit about you, I'll just tell you a little bit more about me. I know Sheila has already um, touched on that. Um, Jeff Anderson, I'm from Sonic Sight. We've been producing videos for schools for over 25 years, and I've produced two uh, Amazon best-selling books. The first one, Shoot Me Now, was about how to make videos. I released that about six or so years ago, six and a bit. Um, and the last one was released um, last year, Watch Me Now, which was all about what to do with your videos once you've made them. Because where I saw a lot of people dropping the ball was having great, fantastic videos, but not really letting people know about them and not getting the value out of um, showing them to the world. So let's move on. I want to talk a little bit about why videos and why now, because there's never been a better time, as I said. Um, some of the conversations I'm having with clients is also to make use of the existing videos they've already got. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You possibly already have some really great videos that have been sitting there that you might have forgotten about. You might have used them. They were great at the time. I encourage you to go back and have a look at those. I also want to remind you how powerful videos are because when we're connecting with people online, having a video can be amazing. It can get people to laugh, cry, get angry, get motivated, get inspired. The combination of music and striking visuals really work to make a, a real statement and get people um, connected emotionally. Um, I'm not, later on, I'm going to talk a little bit about sort of videos that you can make now because there are you know, some great opportunities in this crisis that we're dealing with at the moment. And the other thing I want to remind you about is that people are expecting video content. They're used to seeing it. They know it's available. They're wanting to see it. They're wanting to engage with it. And now, before I get into the, the guts of the presentation, I do want to just check in with it via another poll, just how much of this theme is actually resonating with people. So if I could just get a bit of a, a sense of, um, do you know who Luke's father is? And that's a yes, what are you talking about? Or I know what father is in German. That's a little bit of a clue for those who, uh, who didn't work it out earlier. I could be just amusing myself with this whole presentation, so that's really <laughs> normal for me.
Okay, and polling. There you go. Ah, most people do. Most people have no idea what I'm talking about. And a few people know that Vater is the German word for father. Um, and uh, for those who have followed uh, Star Wars, they'll know what um, that might resonate with Darth Vader. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, enjoy the pretty pictures. Thank you for coming along. <laughs> so let's talk about videos in isolation. In today's session, I'm gonna go through a few things. Firstly, I'm gonna talk about strategy. So important to understand why you're making the videos and who they're for. I'm gonna talk about the different styles of videos that are out there um, and what might be appropriate at different stages, depending on what your communication is that you're doing at the time. I'll, look at, I'll talk about school tours online because I know this is very important to people at the moment. They wanna be able to engage with their community. They need to do it online. And I'm gonna talk about some, some ideas and ways in which you can do that effectively. I'll talk about moving some of your events online because that's where you're going to have to be doing these sort of things at the moment when you can't bring, you know, a whole contingent of families or community onto the school grounds, you need to look at how to repurpose your content. Talk about the need for video newsletters, how they can work, the sort of videos you can make right now and, and the opportunities that there are now because of the way things are. I'll also talk at live streaming, which may be an opportunity for you as well in terms of creating more of a major event around something that normally you would have a lot of people turn up to. So point one is talking about strategy. And the first thing I ask people when, I, when they're talking about a video is firstly, who are you talking to? That's the fundamental thing. And the second point is, what are you trying to achieve? Because that drives everything. It drives the script, it drives the, the concepts of everything that we're doing, those two questions. Who are you talking to and what are you trying to achieve? If you're talking to students, it's a different message than if you're talking to parents. If you're talking to parents who are already part of the school, it's a different message than if you're talking to prospective families. So having that clarity can really help you make sure that the information you're sending to them is the right information they need to know. Because otherwise you can just send, say, a whole lot of everything, but not really cut to, cut to the key message. Um, and then you need to know what's the next step you want the viewer to take. You know, what's the call to action? Is it to call the registrar? Is it to donate money? Is it to download a prospectus? Is it to engage with other alumni? Is it to register for a webinar? You know, understanding what that is. If we're talking about a marketing strategy here, then how does this communication fit into your sales process? What's the next step and how does it all fit in? Are the next steps all set up? You know, if you want people to make a phone call, do you have somebody ready to answer the phone when they ring? Make sure you've got all those bits and pieces lined up so it works effectively. Now, in regards to the type of videos, I talk about three styles of videos that, that we work with. There's the casual content, which is the, um, it's the, the disposable stuff, the stuff you shoot on your phone. You shoot it, it's a live event or whatever it is, it's done, you might do a quick edit on the phone, upload it to Facebook, and it's, it's done, it's for that day. It doesn't necessarily have a long life, it might if it's got something quirky about it that people enjoy, but essentially, it's, it's sort of what I call casual disposable sort of stuff. It's easy to do, people understand it's shot on a phone, they're not expecting it to be anything more than that, they're happy just to see what's going on at the school on, you know, on that day. The next level up from that is what I refer to as community-grade content. So this is the stuff that you're talking to people who are already part of your community. So the parents, the students, the staff, the alumni, they already know you. You're not necessarily trying to sell the school to them, but you want to engage with them at a reasonable level of professionalism. So you want to make sure you've got the framing right, you've got the lighting right, you've got the sound right. So that's, that's the basics for that. Um, and then up from that, and we, we help some schools with that sort of um, content, but also with the commercial grade content, which is where it's more higher end, 
Um, it's more promotional, it's more marketing, it might be for fundraising. It's got a deliberate strategy around it. Um, and so just understanding what your communication is influences what sort of production you need to be doing. So just, I might refer back to this as we go, but just be aware that there are different styles, different expectations with the videos, depending on you know, who your audience is and what you're trying to achieve. So let's talk a little bit about school tours online. Um, people talk about virtual tours and they give all sorts of names for this. Essentially what you're doing is you're taking your school out to your prospective um, families digitally through the computer so they can see what's happening. And there are different ways we can do that. So as I mentioned before, think about what content you've already got. You don't necessarily need to repurpose content. Um, I've had a few schools saying, oh look, we've got these six videos and we want to make one out of it. And it's like, no, 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 you've got six videos. One of them perhaps isn't great and that's maybe just suited for community, but the others you can use separately. So, but just overall, um, you wanna think about, have you got a promotional video? That's one that gives the overarching overview. It's usually a few minutes long. It sort of touches on everything. It'll, it should touch on the culture of the school. Um, and you know, some of the key points of difference about what makes your school awesome. Then you might also have other ones that are like the extracurricular program, what, what kids can do after school outside of classes. You might have an open day highlights. You might have a new building that was opened recently or a, a video that highlights the sports that you've got. So just do a bit of an, um, an audit of what you've already got because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can just, um, what, what we often do is we, we make a great video or you, know, you me, um, you can have great content which you sort of put to the side because oh, well, that was a year ago or whatever. And then you look at it with fresh eyes, you go, oh no, actually that's perfectly fine. That's great, we can use that now. So don't underestimate what you've got, use them, get them out there to the community. I've also got a list of 30 types of videos your school can make um, on my website. I'll share a link for that later on in the presentation as well. But as far as your videos, don't forget to distribute them, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, however else you're getting them out there to the community, um, you know, in your email signature on um, uh, Vimeo account, if you've got that as well. So think about that. Um, and also when you're doing, so if we're doing an online presentation, which is, likely what's, what's these, this information is gonna be distributed. You can just, I'll go through why I, I like this idea of having a live event like a webinar. And then you can have the principal there, you can play videos during it, you can have polls or Q and A during it as well. You know, you might wanna ask them how do the child commute to the school, is it bus, train, ferry, car, bike, walk or other. Um, and it's easy for people to attend. The other beauty of this is you can um, capture their details so that you can stay in touch with them but it also creates an event around the, the whole thing. So it gives people a reason to turn up. It gives them a reason to give your webinar, their, your, their email details, and it gives you an opportunity there to keep in touch with them. And I think if you get this right and keep working on this, this is where you can really create a bit of engagement with the community. Um, you're able to ask their questions directly as you, know, you can have the registrar moderating the questions so that the principal can be the main presenter. Um, but yeah, it's a great opportunity to get people to turn up to an event to promote your school that they might not otherwise be doing. Of course, on your website, I expect you to have an enrollments page where you'll have many aspects of your school life, but also have a whole lot of videos that people can access as well. So think about the videos as bite-sized chunks. They don't have to be the overview, have the overview there, but also have little, the little snippets. 
It enables people to tune into something that they're particularly interested in. You know, it might be performing arts. It might be the social service program. It might be the chess club. Who knows what's going to excite somebody and, and get them uh, engaged. But the more information, the more little bite-sized videos you can have, the more there, the opportunity is for people to spend time with you and engage with you. Those couple of minutes of them watching a video, there's an opportunity then for them to get emotionally connected with you. And that's a great and very powerful thing to have, that, that kind of investment. That then makes it easier when they go and contact the registrar for an enrollment form and start that next layer of conversation. They've already bought into you. They've already got some engagement with you. So don't underestimate the power of it. And you don't know which aspect of your school is going to resonate with a particular family. Okay, it might be academic. It might be the boarding school. Who knows? But so long as you can show different aspects of it, um, that's where they can get, get engaged. So something else a lot of people talk about are virtual tours. And, um, and I think of like, when I hear that, I'm thinking of virtual reality where you put the goggles on and you, you watch your 360, tour, uh, your 360 videos. Um, and a few schools have done that and they look great. Um, what I would um, uh, encourage people is to avoid shooting in ghost towns. You don't want to show an empty premise because that's just soulless. You want, you want to be able to showcase a school when there are people there and there are going to be students there in the next couple of weeks. So if you are looking at doing that, just hold off until you've got people there, I, I would recommend, because yeah, you don't want to show an empty space. That's not what you're selling. You're selling the experience of people being there, participating, engaging, smiling, albeit within social distancing rules, uh, which of course is a little challenge as, along the way as well. Uh, but there are great opportunities you can do with these 360 cameras as well. We've got one, um, obviously we can help with this sort of stuff, but here's one that I made recently. It's a, it's a bit of a play for uh, some local businesses. We can come to you, or you can come to our green screen studio here in North Ryde and be filmed within social distancing rules. Read off the teleprompt and have your footage edited by our team. Normally, though, it's not all done by the same person. So, yeah, if you want to um, there's a bit of fun and, uh, and games you can have with that sort of technology. When you get creative with it, we're actually talking about, to one of our clients about maybe doing something around their, their usual big 600-person um, sport lunch that they have. And... Um, just playing off the, the principal or the MC being all of the people in the audience uh, on a smaller scale. But yeah, so there's, there's opportunities to do stuff creatively and um, have fun with it. The other thing, of course, that you need to look at doing these days is having events online. Um, you know, obviously you can't have assemblies. Um, there's limits to what you can do with fundraising. Um, building openings, you know, it's a really important part of the school life. You don't want it just to disappear and not happen. Um, there are other special events that are happening as well that you know, aren't gonna happen at the moment, but how can you convert that into a video story? We had one of our clients had some nuns that were going to finish up at the school campus and uh, because some new building works were going through and it was gonna really be the end of an era. And they were gonna have a, a lovely event to commemorate that. We were gonna film that, um, interview some people there. And so that's not happening at the moment. So what I'm suggesting is that, well, let's still interview people. Let's still tell the story. We can do that. We can mark this important momentous event, uh, this milestone event in the life of this school, by doing interviews with the people and telling the story. So there's still opportunities there, there's ways to do it. Of course, a lot of schools will have community events where they'll invite parents to come along to find out or try to understand why their teenage daughter swears at them and won't talk to them, um, or whatever the current issue may be. Um, just 
talking randomly, not from experience here. Um, so those things aren't happening, but of course they can happen online. And one of the great things about this, of course, is that you can then invite people from all over the world that you couldn't before to participate and contribute to these sort of presentations. So with the challenge also comes these wonderful opportunities as well. Um, video newsletters, this is a great opportunity to provide regular updates. I'd encourage people to script these rather tightly. It can be tempting to have the principal or school captain or special guests there to, to talk, and, but without a tight script, they can, they can ramble and waffle a little bit. So people's tolerance um, in person is different than watching a video. When you're in person, you'll, you'll sit through a 10 minute presentation. If you're at home watching a 10 minute video, unless it is really tight, engaging and keeps moving, yeah, you're gonna to struggle to, to retain your audience. They're gonna drift off. So make sure if you're doing video newsletters that you keep them tight, you perhaps use some B-roll, some overlay vision to enhance it. Um, if people don't know, I'll talk a bit about B-roll in a minute, but yeah, just, just try to make it engaging for people. Try to avoid a talking head for the whole 10 minutes because it, it, it's, you're gonna lose people. They're not gonna be as engaged with it. It's, um, it's not the best use of video technology doing it that way. So talking a little bit about some of the videos we can do for now, um, you know, some of, the, some of the challenges we've got, you can only have small groups, no large gatherings, got to um, observe physical dis distancing throughout. Uh, we're also limited to the B-roll that we can use. Now, for those who don't know, B-roll is that vision you put over the top of a talking head. So, you know, it's, it's, if you're talking about remote learning, learning from home, it might be a teacher sitting at a computer, looking at a grid with a screen of faces looking back at them, or better still, at the student's home, looking back at the teacher presenting to them. So that's that B-roll vision while we hear someone talking about it. And B-roll vision is great for a number of reasons. It enhances the message. It showcases more of what you're talking about. Hopefully it'll add more information of what you're talking about. Um, but also really importantly, it hides the edit. So if you've got somebody, as I say, who might've been talking, rambling a little bit, and you might need to tighten them up in the edit, having some B-roll vision allows you to hide those edits, makes it very seamless. So B-roll is really important and really useful. It's just a little bit um, challenging at the moment with what you can film with that. But of course, there are great opportunities as well. Um, one of the great opportunities is for inter interview-driven narrative. So this is where you can talk one-on-one -on -one with somebody in a safe distance um, and really unpack their story and create something around that. You might be able to, or it could be a present, you know, presentation from the principal as well. And you might use existing B-roll. So this could be, you know, footage that was shot previously or stills. Photos are great. You know, they can work as well. Just a little bit of movement and pushing in and out on a photo can really add impact as well. Um, I don't, don't shoot photos in landscape in, in portrait mode though. Shoot, shoot photos like that and you get a, you get a better result. So um, for video, it works better. Uh, see my last presentation if you want me to go on about that. Uh, so, um, and, and it's also, as I was saying before, there's opportunities to create, be a lot more creative in the storytelling now than there was before. Um, some people are doing couch choir videos, but they've been done now. So, you know, what other ways can you do stuff if you need to show performances? Maybe it's a case of filming the students all around the school singing, showcasing the school grounds. So it's not just the same as everybody else. So yeah, look, look at what else can be done. Um, there's also, so other videos for now, immersions, um, social justice programs. Now these are great because traditionally you don't take a camera crew to go and film someone when they go, when they go to Nepal or into an indigenous community on an immersion. 
But what often happens is the, the leader or the students can take some footage or some photos for that. And then by matching that with an interview from the students, you get a very rich story that's, that can be um, told, that showcases what it's all about. So there's an opportunity now, if you haven't done it yet, think about some social justice videos or stories around immersion simply by interviewing people that are, um, who have been away and using the footage they've got because we don't need to shoot B-roll footage. Hopefully they've got it and that, that completes the story, the narrative. We've done that for a few schools and it comes up really nicely. Another thing to think about is alumni stories. Now, these are really powerful because think about it, alumni are really the, a great example of what your school promises it's going to deliver. They're the ones who have gone through everything that you've promised and these are the outcome. This is, they, they're showcasing what's possible if they go to your school. So hearing from them and hearing their stories is a great way to demonstrate the value of your school. And you can do that by having them come to school. Now, I'm not sure about, I'm, I'm sure there is ways you can do that if it's just one person at a time. Um, or you can do it by going to their work of, you know, their, their office, their, their business and see them in situ doing what they do these days and hearing their story. So if you can, if you can track the alumni stories back down to the values of the school, that's a really lovely connection uh, doing it that way. If you can film it on site, the beauty of that is you can possibly stagger and film several of them in the one day. That's going to save you money with the filming costs and you can generate, you know, a series of alumni videos. So we've done that before with some schools. Of course, um, learning from home, um, there's you know, a need there to talk about that. Who knows what's gonna happen over the next, next couple of months. We're about to relax some of the, the restrictions, but you know, what if we get a second wave? Will things close up again? You know, so you know, there might be a need to talk to people about tips from students or teachers on how to best manage learning from home. Tips for parents on how to best survive learning from home. Um, but another point to make in all of this is also the advantages private schools have over other schools. Now, regardless of whether it's fair or not, the fact of the matter is, I think private schools are managing very well with this. Their, their families generally have access to technology. I've heard some you know, tough, tough tales of um, families who the mother, the only technology in the house is the mother's iPhone and the students are trying to learn via that. So, you know, there, there's a message that can go out there at the moment that says, the, um, the value of private school education is well and truly worth it because kids' education is still continuing in spite of these current challenges. Another thing you can do is um, make a video about uh, physically distancing back at school. One of, uh, one of our clients has done this with the, the students leading the messaging and performing in it, and they did a great job. It was very playful, it was a lot of fun, um, and it was the girls owning it and making the point in a playful way and I think that's possibly going to have a lot more uh, impact for the students watching it because they're going to see their own peers or the, they, they, they were the school leaders, um, giving them advice on how to be safe in terms of washing hands, greeting each other, keeping a safe distance. So they really uh, handed up and it was, it was a good fun way of doing it. So, you know, that might be one that uh, you can think about. Um, and that could be, you know, your community grade sort of quality content, I think. Um, of course, fundraising and bursary appeals are more important now than ever. The fact of the matter is there's a lot of parents and a lot of families out there who are struggling and so the bursary programs need to be supported. How you do that, it can be by the head of the foundation, it can be by the chair of the foundation, it can be by the principal. Just making the statement that you know now more than ever we need your support, we understand that not everybody might be able to support this but those of you who can we'd appreciate it if you can dig deep now. So getting the wording right, understanding your audience is really important with that one but 
yeah, I think there's there's certainly a need for that now more than ever. Um, some of the, another thing you could look at doing is how can you showcase a performing arts so people aren't going to visit and see? So you could have students who've been rehearsing, have got their performances down pat, but there's no one to see it. So maybe you could film them doing a bit of drama, doing a bit of singing, doing a bit of dancing to, you know, get their work out to the audience, let people see it um, and, and still make their, their work, you know, live on. So it'll also create an amazing legacy um, for some promotional items for years to come as well. So, uh, yeah, think about different ways to make the most of what everybody's already done and, you know, what they've already invested in. Another thing that you can think about is live streaming. Now, this might be for an event that normally would involve the having the community on site. It might be for a building opening or a special announcement, presentation of school leaders, something that, you know, usually has a little bit of impact and, and is special and you, you get people to turn up. But given our current situation, you can't do. So with live streaming, you know, you can stream it out live to YouTube or Facebook, give the community the URL so they can track it and watch it. Um, these are ideal for events that need a little bit of extra impact. I would tend to do it with multiple cameras so that you, you get that sense of scale around it and you really present it like a show. So that's, um, uh, yeah, that, that, that's for special events. So keep that in mind as, as an option in terms of if you do have something significant that you really was going to be a highlight of the year and you can't do it now, well, then think about making it a live stream and then that engages everybody and brings them all on board with you as well. So um, just a quick wrap up of some stuff. Um, I've got 30 videos your school can make at sonicsite.com.au forward slash schools. I've also got a list of 30 ways to maximize your return on investment with videos and 30 ways to share your videos. As I was saying before, it's really important to make sure your videos get out to the community. They're not just sitting on a, on a YouTube page that nobody knows about or on a web page that nobody sees or visits. So there's plenty of different ways to do that. Um, and I cover that off in my books as well. So if you want to grab those, you can go to jeffanderson.com.au forward slash books. So that hopefully it's that. But just to recap, so we've, we've spoken about strategy. So that's about making sure that you've got a clarity around why are you making this video and what you want it to achieve and who, you, who you're sharing it to. Because you, know, you don't want it just to not hit the mark, not resonate with people. Be aware of what's the right style for what you're trying to achieve. If it is an important video, perhaps don't try to do it yourself. If it's not that important, have a go, have a crack at it. Yeah, go for it. Um, think about a strategy around your school tours online. It's, it's got to be embraced. And what's exciting about this now is I think a lot of these things we're doing now, I think are going to live on afterwards. I think, it's my opinion, but people are going to be more open to attending a school tour in 2022 because they've lived through this. Even though they can, they can turn up live, they might be saying, you know what, just I'm going to do the one hour one from home that I can just tune in or straight after work so I don't have to take half a day's work to get there. So this is an investment in terms of how you're going to be doing things in the, in the future if you can get these systems up and running now. Um, of course, there's plenty of events that you can be doing online. Think about those, make the most of those. It's more important than ever to bring your community along with you as, you're, um, as we're going through this. Video newsletters, keep them short and sharp. Um, introduce other people to them if you need to, if you want to, uh, to make them engaging if you're doing these weekly, fortnightly or monthly. 
Uh, think about the videos you can make for now. There are plenty of videos out there. Think about the interview-driven narratives that you can do with, with alumni, with um, um, you know, immersion social justice programs, with principals, getting, getting information out to the community. And live streaming, of course, is, uh, is important too. That's, that's where you can really create a major event around something that might be, um, you know, has more impact than a webinar. It can be broadcast to a wider community and it's, um, it can look great. So there are plenty of opportunities out there. You know, these are amazing times. Yes, there's a lot of challenges going on for people. A lot of people are struggling, but I'm also really inspired by what I'm seeing. The way people are adapting, they're being very agile. They're just quickly moving with what's happening. So think about what videos you can use. Think about what videos you need to make um, along the way and also, don't forget about how to leverage the videos that you have at the moment and, and that you make along the way. These are amazing times. Questions? If uh, if we do have any, uh, Jeff, we there was some very loud music playing there. Sheila, uh, there was some very loud music playing there at the last little bit where you were talking. What? Star Wars Trish. theme. So uh, length of a video. How long is too long? Uh, great question, Trish. Look, I actually am happy to go to about three minutes for a school videos because I do think it's a it's a big investment, especially when you're talking about a promotional video. If that's what we're we're focusing on. Um, it's an investment of a lot of money. You know, you're, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars over the life of, of the child at school. So it's not a simple purchasing uh, decision for people. So I think people are open to getting a lot more information for it. Having said that, the smaller you can make it, the better. And the, you know, if you can keep it two to three minutes, that's ideal. If you can chunk it down into like one minute segments of these smaller videos, that's great too. So um, think about that. Uh, what are your suggestions, Amy? Hope that hope that answers your question, Karen. Um, what are your suggestions, Karen? Amy has asked uh, for best editing tools if we have low budget, so we need to edit at the school. Um, so, Amy, I would check with your with your school. Do they already have an account with Adobe um, for the students? You may well be able to then use Adobe Premiere. It's a it's a very sophisticated um, editing platform, but you can, you know, they're all basically the same in that you need to ingest the footage, you need to put it onto a timeline and you need to cut it up and then you might add titles and you might add music and then you might add some transitions and effects to it. But the beauty of Adobe Premiere, it's, it's fully featured. So the more you learn and the more features you need, you can grow with it. So if you're using a, um, a Mac, then iMovie comes pre-installed. That's a great starting point. But yeah, if you're on a PC or, or a Mac, you can use um, Premiere Pro. Uh, so yeah, that, I'd, I'd recommend that as a, um, as a way to, to do it yourself. Just be aware, as I said in my last webinar, editing takes a lot longer than you anticipate and it can break your heart if you think I'll get this done in an hour and realize, no, this is gonna take all day. So the more prepared you are for that, the better, uh, because yeah, it just, it is a time suck, um, unfortunately, but it's just one of those things. And you, you also need to be very good at telling yourself to stop. You can keep going and going and going and fine tuning it. So the sooner you stop, the better. 
Laura, do you have any suggestions for sharing videos during an online tour so it is smooth and not glitchy for the prospective family, e.g. through, e.g. during a meeting through Zoom? Uh, yeah, good question, Laura. I have been exploring this myself um, for that very reason. There are some platforms which allow you to upload the video uh, prior to. I was looking at one big marker, but I found it a bit clunky. Every time I, I'd upload a presentation, I'd go back to look at it later and it had gone. I'd have to upload it again. I thought, yeah, that's not going to make me happy on, if I'm doing that on a day that I've actually got to do a presentation. Um, so, and GoToWebinar apparently um, enables you to upload your content online. So the logic there is it's stored in a cloud already and then it's just been downloaded. So it's not been uploaded and downloaded at the same time. So that video I played uh, within my presentation today was playing straight off my computer. It would then have to be beamed up and then downloaded from your end. So I don't know how, how smoothly or not that, that went. I'd be interested to see the recording later and see how it went. Thank you. Mm, it was um, a little so bit yeah, laggy. Ideally, if there's one, there are some that are cloud-based and the logic there is you can just have them um, streaming straight from the cloud. So Big Marker is one, GoToWebinar is, is another that apparently enable that. So that's certainly uh, worth, worth checking out and having a look at. So I hope that's, uh, hope that's answered your question. Uh, oh, wait a minute, Karen, sorry, I missed that. Does Jeff offer an editing service only if we film our own footage? Um, yeah, Karen, I'm, I'm actually exploring that at the moment. So happy to talk to you some more about that and how we would do that because it is something that um, might save a lot of pain for people. And it's certainly something that we'd be happy to, um, yeah, to work on. So yeah, happy, happy to talk further about that if you want to get in touch. Okay. Um, well, it doesn't look like we. <laughs> doesn't look like we've got any more questions coming in, um, Jeff. So um, everybody, there will be a recording of this available. As I've said before, I will get it up online hopefully this afternoon. If not, it'll be first thing tomorrow. Um, Jeff, I'd love to thank you very much for a great presentation and um, I'm sure people will be in contact with you with any further questions that they have. Um, everyone, thank you very much for attending and feel free to reach out if uh, you've got any suggestions on other um, video webinars you would like to see. Um, so thank you very much, Jeff. Thank you, Sheila. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, just reach out if you've got any more questions. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Thanks. Bye.